This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast, episode number four, Homestead Miami Week. great states of Michigan, Tennessee, and Texas. This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Henrich, Justin White, and Josh Wilbur. Welcome, welcome, race fans, to the Kevin Harvick edition of the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast, number four episode, the Homestead Miami Week in Review. We are your hosts. He is the bald guy with the clouds and darkness behind him. He is Justin Henrich. Hello. He's the jolly green giant of iRacing and a big Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan. He is... Justin White. That's me. And I am from the great state of Texas. I'm Josh Wilber. So, um, Josh, last time we checked in with you, you were just starting to thaw out of the cold winter weather that hit you in Texas. What's it like there now? Uh, it was 70 degrees on Saturday and fantastic. And today <laughs> it was like 50. So the, so the snow's long gone? Yes, that was long gone. Uh, I have not lost power or have not lost water since. So <laughs> nice. Feels like it was a dream. We actually very, even are going to be hitting fifties here. A very long dream. We're going to hit fifties in the north here coming up. So that's exciting. What about well, Tennessee, it's, it's Justin? For you guys. What's happening in Tennessee, Justin? Um, it was actually pretty nice the last couple of days. Today was the first day of it actually being um kind of rainy and not fun um it was it's been i mean it's been raining but it's been you know better than it it has been <laughs> it's not been as cold let's do it that way all right that's good because guys we're in march which means that at the end of the month bristol dirt tracks coming up uh, that's gonna be super exciting but speak we had an exciting race week again this week there. too so uh arca actually had some racing going on so i'll start with the arca menard series um so Arkham Menard Series East was the one that had racing at Pensacola 200 at Five Flag Speedway, which, as I recall, Justin, you said that was a pretty cool um, racetrack. Yep, that's where they run the Snowball Derby, um, which is kind of neat. Um, it's right there literally like just miles from the beach. It's a really, really nice track. Awesome. Well, first place was Sammy Smith. Um, followed by, he's the one that won the race, followed by Mason Diaz, Taylor Gray, Raja Kuruth, I'm sure I said that name wrong, and uh, Joey Lest. So it's kind of interesting when, when I look at, like, these people racing the Arkham Menard series. They're so young. Like, hey, Sammy Smith. I got a quick question for you. Mm -hmm. is, that the, is, that, is that the series that the 21-year-old Arab lady is in? I can't. No, nope, she's in. Name. 
Um, Tony. She, Tony is in the Arca Menard series, and then there's an East and a West series. So there's like okay, the main so Arca. Okay, she must be in the West because I believe she's she's actually in the main one, the main she's Arca Menard series. So, but uh, yep. So this is the East oh, okay. series. I think the East and West have some of the even younger kids. Like um, Sammy's only seventeen. Um, so, someone racing is actually a fifteen-year-old. Can't even drive. <laughs> can't even legally drive. You know, but um, can race. Let's see. Because let's see. Mason Diaz, who finished in second. How old is he? So he, I think, is turning twenty-one this year. So yeah, it's just there's. He's all one such, of the older ones in there. <laughs> I know they're all such young drivers. It's. That's sad when you say twenty one is is the old one in the in the series. They can you hacking up along by the way. Yeah, like um Taylor Gray. I'm just telling you so. <laughs> Taylor Gray and year twenty twenty was fifteen, so he turned sixteen this year. So that's just that's just crazy. All these young kids, but hey, this is where this is where they get their start at. So that is pretty exciting. So that was the only ARCA race that uh, took place this week. The next race is for ARCA. On March 12th in Phoenix, the Arkham Menard Series West will kick off. And Arkham Menard Series, the um, the big the series also will be racing at Phoenix too. So it's kind of interesting how they, they split that up. But yeah, it's always good to look at some Arca racing. And then also the trucks did not race this week. But don't worry, they're going to be back on Friday. March 5th, which is this Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Las Vegas, baby. Viva Las Vegas. What stays in Vegas? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? <laughs> Maybe. Except, I don't know if I want to say the line from... <laughs> but this I'll is, behave. This is, our, this is our PC podcast, so I'll behave on that one. I like um the name of the race, though. It's the Bucked Up 200. <laughs> That'll be the truck race. I don't know. I was a big fan of the Dixie Vodka Four Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's that's pretty good too. So, and as expected, you have all the usual people um, that will be in the entry race, entry for the race. So, should be. I'm excited to see trucks go back. So, there's a lot of talent in the truck series. Obviously, there's a lot of talent in all three, but I'm a big fan of the truck series. So they'll be back this Friday. So, Justin, I'll let you tell us uh, how Xfinity we, went. What? Real quick, before we move on to the Xfinity, we are live on Facebook. If you guys have any questions, feel free to ask. We'll try to answer them. Uh, Derek Garrison, we see that you think this is cool. We think you're cool for thinking we're cool. Is it sad that I can't actually? Am I supposed to be able to see <laughs> with, like, comments? <laughs> I I have this actually streaming live on my phone, so <laughs> oh, okay. I can see if we get comments. All right, I'll let you two as, read them. <laughs> as we're doing this on my laptop. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I race with. So if you Derek. have questions, feel free to ask. I race with Derek over on I race, and we've raced quite a few, quite a few leagues together. So kind of nice to have somebody that kind of knows what's happening, listening in. So nice. Well, yeah, thanks for listening. All right, so Xfinity series. Was the at Homestead this weekend? Um, it was on Saturday during the day. It was the Contender Boats 250, um, which had a lot of excitement in it if you guys weren't watching. So um, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing comes to the very end with the leading with 10 laps to go. Uh, Noah Gregson gets into David Starr. 
So, um, start, and then the, the controversial comments after by Noah Gregson, Gregson was kind of interesting. Um, he called him, and I quote, a dip beep. <laughs> um, I, but anyway, so we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but let's go over to the top 10 real quick. We'll cover that pretty quick. Um, the 10th place was Josh Berry, who's driving for JR Motorsports, Junior Motorsports. Um, he's, this is his first, one of his first mile and a half trap tracks, and he actually did pretty well here. So it was kind of interesting how well he did. Um, ninth would be Jeremy Clements. Eighth is Ryan Siege. Seventh, who's not racing for points. The only one in the top 10 not racing for points was Brett Moffitt. Uh, sixth was Jason, Justin Haley. Fifth was Austin Sendrick. Fourth, Jeb Burton. Third, Daniel Hemrick. Second, Brendan Jones. And yes, that is different than what you normally see. The second place car who technically finished across the line second was disqualified. Um, that was Tyler Reddick, and we'll get into that in a minute. And the winner was another first time winner was Matt Snyder, and he was driving for RCR Motorsports. So um, we've got two topics. We'll cover the first one. Which one do you want to cover first? The cheating, as they call it, or the Noah Gregson? Well, first, issue. I just want to quickly comment on how nice it is to see all these first time winners. Um, like Ty Gibbs last yep. week, Matt Schneider this week. So that's pretty awesome. And then, man, that Austin, Austin Sindrick, he uh, just, he is going to do good when he moves up to on the cup series and Brandon yeah, Jones. I'm a, I'm a yep. Brandon Jones fan. So, and you got a Burton in there. So I like that. Good top 10. I can't wait for him to move up. Cause I keep him confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he did good at, he raced up at Daytona, I believe. The first one, so. But um, let's go in and talk about the the last laps and the incident that took place first. Cover that first. So Noah Gregs, Gregson is leading the race. And, of course, the preferred line at Miami is the high line. It is a uh, progressive bank track. So it is less banking on the low side of the track, on you know, the inside of the track compared to the wall, which has more banking. So, Nine time, nine out of ten cars want to run that high side right against the wall. So, you know, Noah's running that line. David stars in turn three and four and cuts a tire. There's, I mean, I, I race, so I kind of know how it feels. When you cut a tire, which we don't want to cut a lot of tires unless you just absolutely wear it out, you're going to the wall. I don't care what tire it is, it's going straight to the wall because you're putting so much force on that car in the track. So, David Starr had nowhere to go. And Noah Gregskin was in 100 to 200 feet of him and just plowed, plowed it in the back of him. I think it was right at the start of turn three, just plow. I mean, absolutely destroyed that car. So the comment said by Noah was calling him a absolute dip. Beep. So I don't see how that's warranted to call him that. Um, I mean, it's part of racing, uh, but, you know, he should I think we just lost our third host on accident. He'll be back in just a minute. Um, but, you know, Justin, your thoughts. Well, first off, I'm guessing, obviously, after the crash and he got out, he was probably just frustrated and just talking before he even really had a chance to look and actually see and think about what happened. Because especially since he's off to a rough start, he didn't have good finishes in the Daytonas either. No. So um, he's just off to a rough season with bad luck. So I'm going to say that's where emotion probably got the best of him. If he looks back now and says oh, he cut down a tire, I mean, unfortunately that happens. 
I don't think that makes anyone, you know, if your tire goes down and you get in a wreck, it's not necessarily your fault. So that's kind of bad luck for you too. But the good oh. news is the season's still young. So all he has to do is go out and win a race and, you know, get some consistent finishes. So at least this happened at the beginning of the year and he can turn his luck around. But no, yeah, I, I'm going to guess now that he's probably watched the replays and thought everything through and all that, he's probably like, yeah, I, he probably doesn't feel the same way he did when he initially got out of the car. But that's just what happens. Racing is just so, such an emotional sport, especially when you're towards the end and you got a chance to get a good finish or potentially win, and then all of a sudden you're taken out. Like, as a fan, I get upset when that happens to the drivers I'm cheering for. I can only imagine being the driver how frustrating that can be. Oh, sorry. I misquoted it. He said, what are you going to do? You've got dip, beat, in the way every single week. Um, That's exactly what he said. Now, the car owner of David Starr's car, Carl Long, said that um, Gregson made a statement that we're all dip beep that did not belong on the track. Well, this over-entitled mouthpiece did not have enough talent to miss the wreck. So we got shots fired on both sides here, people. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at this car again. He absolutely destroyed. I mean, it just, it, it's just racing. But I think Noah's not really counter, counter-reacted what he said. Took it, taking it back, you know, take a couple steps back. So we'll see what happens. Josh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm sorry. My internet cut out. So I was kind of gone there for most of that. Sorry. We're talking about Noah Gregson. What What was your initial thoughts on his on the comment said and how, how it was reacted to? <laughs> well, you know, I kind of understand the frustration, but then again, I mean, things happen that sometimes you can't control. Um, I mean, you experienced this last night in iRacing, you know, you were going low to avoid a wreck yes. and dude pretty much just drove right into you. So, I mean, just the, sometimes the, things happen. And your post-race comments were, they were pretty tough. Oh yeah. 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 If you're going to watch my stream, bearded kill racing, <laughs> um, shameless plug, um, you, you'll hear me actually try it and rip into him because he didn't know how to hold the brakes, which is a little bit different than this to a certain extent, but people are dumb when they wreck. They just don't care. They don't care about anybody else. So here we are. But in real NASCAR, I'm going to say they care because, you know, David Starr didn't want to wreck either. It just happens sometimes, unfortunately. That's racing. Yeah, that's that's racing. Of course, there's a lot of money on the line. <laughs> Biggest thing for iRacing me is just the pride that it comes down to. But anyways, moving on to next week, they're going to be at um, Las Vegas with the rest of them. It'll be all three series in there. Um, racing at Las Vegas. This will be the Elsco Uniforms 300. So, um, which is going to be an interesting race. Cause like I said, Vegas is always an interesting race period. And I think Vegas is allowing fans in the stands, but only at uh, what? 20%, I think. Yep. They are. Which so, is interesting. So I want to go to Vegas maybe for maybe even the September race. Uh, that's just a fun place to go. So yes, we know uh, you have issues. I, I know I want to go to all different, all the different tracks and stuff. But, um, and also before we move on to the cup, so Tyler Reddick got disqualified for failing about it. Dis, um, inspection. So what do you, do you have the details on that? Uh, yeah, the, the rear end of the car was deemed low, too low for NASCAR. And in the Cup Series, they don't have high ride height requirements. They only have them in the trucks and Xfinity Series. You can only 
that the car is such a um, so low to the ground or so high off the ground. And the reason why you want it so low to the ground is because it keeps air from going under the car, makes it go over the top, which gives you more downforce. Um, but there's a spooler in the back, and if it's lower than what it's than NASCAR deems, you know, if it's lower than it deems, then that puts that spooler, the air going over that spooler, it puts that spooler lower, which keeps air off of that spooler. So in theory, your car goes faster. Um, and I think they scored him a St. I mean, I'm talking just like, you know, very little. Um, and there's there's adjustments that can be made during the race to adjust that and where you can't readjust it, like wedge adjustments, track bar adjustments, things like that. Back in the old days, they used to use crush washers. They would take a washer and and, and cut it, bend it. So the Because the, NASCAR used to just measure the car before they started the race. And then once they measured it, you're fine. They didn't care. They didn't care what you did after the race. You'll hear stories about, you know, lead BB pellets in the, in the frame rails to help bring the car up to minimum, uh, uh, weight. Cause you know, less weight go faster, uh, more weight, you know, go fast. So they were putting lead BBs in there and then, you know, pulling the get le- gate lever and letting it, letting it go out. I think on the Dale junior download this week, they had, um, or a couple of weeks ago in, in November, they had Michael, uh, not, not Michael Walter, but, um, What's the other Waltrip? Daryl? Daryl Waltrip? Yeah, Daryl Waltrip. That's it. And him on there, and he was talking about how they were cheating. But basically what happens, the car is just a little bit lower, made an adjustment, and it, and it happens. I mean, it does happen, but NASCAR deemed this to be a little bit too far outside of the norm. I mean, if it's a little bit, NASCAR yeah. will say, okay, we're just going to find you and put you back, you know, put you on your way. But this was more than what NASCAR well, deemed that, is. And that was Oops. big. They scored him in 40th, last place. Yeah, he wasn't running for points anyways. He was just running for the glory. So, I mean, the only thing they're going to lose out is the prize money, you know, for the sponsorship. So, I mean, yep. I think some of them do it on purpose a little bit to win the race, you know, because there are several cars that have been deemed, um, you know, too low, too high, whatever, mostly mostly too low, and they got nailed by NASCAR. So, um, and of course, they won the race, but NASCAR started taking prize money away. So, it's not as much of a big deal as it used to be. It was, you know, it's not done as much anymore. Yep. So yeah, there's that was a drama-filled Xfinity race for Homestead, Miami. <laughs> yes, only a third race into the season. Here we go. I know. So. Like, the race weeks <laughs> have just been crazy and awesome, intense, some drama. But if you watch Tyler Reddick, you know, he that was his car in the second, you know, that finished second. And then he basically carried over what he learned from the Xfinity, carried over to the Cup Series. Oh yeah. Well, well, I mean, if if you think about it, it's it's really piling up for a, for a good season for the Xfinity because they had all that drama last week with uh, AJ and Austin Cedric, and then this week with Noah Gregson, and yep. they just got some they they got some fireworks brewing in Xfinity series. They do. Yes, they do. Lots of talent over there too. Lots of talent, which is promising for NASCAR. And then, like you said, um, Saturday, this Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, they'll have the race at Las Vegas. Not as not not as catchy as the um, the bucked up 200. <laughs> no, but um, still. But sponsorship, sponsorship doesn't really matter how you get it. Elko uniforms 300. So all right, well that was Xfinity. So Josh, how'd the Cup race go? All right. Well, we're going to cover the top 10. I'm going to do it the way uh, Justin White did there and go in reverse. So in 10th, we've got Kyle Busch. In 9th, we have Alex Bowman. 
In eighth, we've got Kurt Busch. In seventh, we got the Oscar Mayer mobile of Ryan Newman. Of number six, we got Michael McDowell. Woo-hoo. That's three in a row for that guy. In fifth position, we got Kevin Harvick. In fourth position, we got Kyle Larson. In third position, we've got Martin Truex Jr. In second position, hey, look at that, Tyler Reddick. And the winner of the race, the number 24 car of William Byron. Hmm. Yeah, Byron is very lucky that the laps, um, that the race wasn't any longer than it was or he was going to be caught. That was only his third race with his new crew chief, and they are already making waves. Kind of reminds me of uh, Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canals. So, but first, shout out to Michael McDowell. So he is one of only two race car drivers to have uh, all all three races be a top ten. Do you guys know who the other one is? Kevin Harvick. Yep, exactly. So that's that's pretty cool. Kevin Harvick, Michael McDowell, the only two race car drivers with. There's a name for Kevin Harvick on on the TV broadcast called the closer, and he always just hangs back there, just kind of chilling. And then when it's time to close in, that's when he starts winning these big races. So. I think Kevin Harvick's a real sleeper this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't really talked about him in any of the races, and there he is just in the top ten showing up like, here I am, here I am, here I am. You know he's going to win some races, Consistent consistent finishes will get you, you know, far in in NASCAR, the premier NASCAR series, so. Yep. But um, Tyler Reddick had a very impressive run because he started, what, 30th in the 30s? Um, I think he was 35th. And, um, yep, starting position, 35th. Yep. And, and he was in the 20s pretty much the entire race until the sun started to go down and that track cooled. And then, then his he made his got move. his handling, yep, because I was yep. listening. Since he was my fantasy pick, I was listening to his radio, and um, him and his crew chief and the spotters, like Tyler Reddick communicates better than any one of the racers I've listened to so far this season as far as handling issues and what his problems are and what he needs fixed, like, it was. It's very interesting. Like everyone is so different on the radios. How much they talk, what they talk about, are they serious? Are they joking? That kind of stuff. But no, he was all over the changes. All kinds of communication going on between him and his crew. Uh, it was impressive. They Who didn't. I was listen get... to Justin. Huh? Who, you've listened to Almondinger, that I do know. And what's what was the other one that you've listened to? Uh, Almondinger, Ryan Blaney, um, See, those... Haley Deegan. Dude, those um, guys Austin are, Cendric. well, some of those guys are really more, are really, really seasoned. What what I like to compare to how I read it to is a young 25-year-old young buck who's trying to absorb as much information as possible. He gave a lot so of he's information, gonna, too. He's going to give you a lot of information to absorb the information you're going to give back to him. I'm like a seasoned guy. It's like, eh, put a little wedge in it. I'm good. I'll figure it out. You know, that type of thing. So, because a young, young buck is always wanting to learn more about his race car and how to be faster at it. You know, that was good, though. I really... Test. He's wanting to do all this fun stuff, but... You know, these these veterans are like, eh, testing, eh. I really like the, the feedback. And then um, the other kind of cool thing was Jeff Gordon was talking to his crew chief on TV, and it came over because the radio is ahead of the TV, at least when I'm streaming. So it came over, and I was listening to the conversation, and then, hey, there it is on TV. So, And it was kind of cool because they actually will call out like during commercial, like, hey, when we come back, we're going to come to you and ask you some questions. Is that okay? And Reddick's yep. like, if it's under green, I'm probably going to switch channels so I don't hear it or something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I Reddick d- 
did really good. Um, he was a little frustrated because he knew if there's a few more laps left in clean air, he was faster than all than William Byron. But I wish I wish there were a few more laps because if he would have won, we would have gotten free chicken tenders from uh, Cheddar's today. That is what he said in his in his interview too. Is he's like, yeah, and I feel like I let everyone down. I need to get this thing to victory lane so everybody can get free chicken tenders. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, one thing about what these you, race what car you do drivers. For all these race car drivers, even when they're upset, for the most part, still, I don't know, they seem to have pretty cool personalities. So I, I, yeah. I, I enjoy race car drivers. They're pretty cool people. But um, it's a, lot, yeah. a lot different than like uh, hockey or anything else. You get to learn the personalities of the drivers. Now, here, here's the funny thing, because during that race, they kept saying that Kyle Larson was using the same setup as uh, Chase Elliott, because it's Larson's first time in a Hendrick car, and they kept harping on it. Kyle Larson finished fourth while Chase Elliott finished like 14th. Yeah, 14th. Yeah. I think Chase might be one of those cars whose handling went away as the track got was cooled it down. Did. Oh, he had he, – there was one massive save because he was yeah, going to the I court saw on the that. bottom and he slid all the way up and he Brad, near took yeah. out. I think it was number two. Brad Kozlowski yeah. probably yeah. held up a little bit because he could have taken Brad, Elliott Brad out. Brad Kozlowski could have punted him to the stands. Yep, I mean, so. he had every ride too. So, you know. That was that was that, good. Uh, that was a respected move by Brad Kozlowski. So. That's, that's, that, that's the respect you earn in NASCAR once you're a champion. You're not a champion, he probably got punted, no doubt. No and doubt. I think Elliott's a pretty nice driver to all the people too. So, and he's still learning. He's I, still figuring things out. I can he, tell you, I'm not, sure if that was Kyle Busch, <laughs> even he's though he's punted. the champion. <laughs> yeah. Well, that or Joey Logano. You know, those two are not talking still. Ah, they're they'll fix it up though. They're they're, <laughs> they're not, friends. They they said they won't. No, no, they're not talking. And that wouldn't surprise me because like, when Kazowski's contract's up, he doesn't find somewhere else to go. It's it's only a matter of time. You've got to be able to mesh with your teammates, and if you're not meshing, it That's won't. True. And Kislowski's not producing the results he once did to the you know 2012 to early 2010s. So here we are. All right. Well, this week they're also in Las Vegas at 3:30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday for the Pennzoil 400. That's the best time to go to races is when you get the triple header: a Friday night, Saturday, and a Sunday. Yeah. Get to see all three series. I used to do that in Atlanta. That was so much fun watching the trucks, Xfinity and Cup all go at the same, all go in the same weekend. That, that's a lot of racing. I know that would be fun. And then um, you can go do a little bit of gambling between races. <laughs> yep. Well, when I did the when I did the Texas races last year, I they had the truck race, and then twenty thirty minutes later, boom, NASCAR race. Yep. Even though I only got fifty laps of the NASCAR race because of rain, but you know, still fun. I got a whole truck race in. They were they were doing that condensed schedule this year. It's a little bit you know they've understand they're understanding the COVID. Oh, not to mention, um, it was uh, <laughs> was it Roger Penske who got nailed, or was it? Um, I think it was Roger Penske. One of these one of these owners got nailed for COVID violations. He had a really? one race suspension. I got to figure out. I think it was Roger Penske. Hmm. No, or was it um, the owner of uh, Chip Ganassi? Chip Ganassi. I think it may have been Chip Ganassi. In, in other NASCAR news, tomorrow, Tuesday, March 2nd, uh, a few NASCAR drivers, including Chase Elliott and I believe Martin Truex Jr. and a few others will be down here in Austin, Texas, doing a tire test at Coda. It was nice. Chip Canassi. He got fined twenty or $30,000 and suspended for one race for bringing guests in, 
into the pits at Daytona, uh-huh. which is a no-no with COVID, COVID stuff. So drivers start doing that. Don't be surprised if they don't get nailed for penalty, you know, fines and point penalties. It's, you know, they're, the NASCAR's taking this pretty serious, but yep. we'll see. Those are all the sports. Got to cover their butts. But, yep. um, and also some other cup news. Um, this will apply to the truck series too, but for the for Bristol, the dirt track coming up at the end of the month on Friday, March twenty sixth, they are going to have practices for both the trucks and the cup. And then on Saturday, they're going to have fifteen lap heat races, which will be used to declare the starting position for both the cup and the truck races. So, how exciting is that? You're going to get on Saturday, you're going to get heat races for both series, and then you're going to get a truck race at night, and then you're going to get the cup race on Sunday. Man, I am I am pumped. And make sure yeah, they're up their season on the track in right now for Bristol Dirt Nationals. That's going to be the 15th to the 20th of March, and I think there's a another event before that. So these these they got the late modified, super late modified, you know, late mod. I think it's late modified trucks are up there. They're they're really seasoned on that track in. So they're I think the World of Outlaws is going to use it. So oh, yeah. all these series are coming to Bristol. To if you're if you're living in the Bristol area, you're going to have a lot of dirt racing coming up your yep. way. Well, think of all the money and time they spent putting dirt down. You might as well get as much racing out of it as you can. And hopefully, I'm hoping it's a success and we're going to start seeing this happen every year. So It'd be nice. But I heard it's a, it's a massive undertaking. But that's a lot of Tennessee red clay they put in that, 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 mile, that half mile. They put sawdust down, and I think it's like two to three inches of sawdust down, and then they put the Tennessee or Virginia southern red clay on top of it, water down, compact it. I I was I went to the one they had it back in 2005 or 2004. It was a blast with the World of Outlaws. I cannot wait to see it with actual NASCAR. It's going to be fun. Yep, it's going to be pretty awesome. And then quick too before we we move on to uh fantasy racing, just um going through the updated standings for the Cup Series by points. Denny Hamlin is leading. Um, second is Kevin Harvick, 20 behind. Third, Joey Logano, 31 behind. Fourth, Michael McDowell, 33 behind. And fifth, Chase Elliott, 34 behind. And you may be asking, how is Dean Hamlin leading the points? It's because of stage points. That plays a big role in the point system now. So, Denny, Denny Hamlin's collected a lot of stage points. Yep, exactly. So, obviously, if you go by wins, then... It's a little different. You'd have McDowell and then Bell and then William Byron. Which they're all still in the top 30, so that's why they're still in the in the, in the hunt. Yep. Oh, yeah, Michael McDowell, man. I'm just so – I'm really happy for him. I hope he it's keeps am- it up. It's amazing what one win will do for an entire race organization. It just – it puts a fire underneath it. Your your shop employees want, want to do better. The race car driver wants to do better. They're giving more time, putting more effort in. It's just – it's a, it, it's a giant uplift, like a – Shot my arm. Yep. Plus, I'm cheering for him. I'm a fan already, so that's yep. awesome. And then ex- he's definitely a dirty great driver. He he will drive with it. He'll 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 get down in the dirt with you. So yep. And then Xfinity standings, since they also had a race. Um, Austin Cindric is leading the points. Um, number two, Matt Schneider, only 29 behind. Third place, Daniel Hermick with um, minus 30. Fourth, Jeb Burton. He's 41 out. And in fifth, good old Brandon Jones, 54 out. So. So those are updated standings. In a quick hurry. Blow, blow it up motor, and boom, you're in the back. <laughs> yep. I mean, obviously, it's early, but, I mean, you win, you're in for the most part in the playoffs. So. I, I think you're speaking uh, speaking of uh, experience there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the shift. Whoops. <laughs> Finish last. It happens. Part of racing. 
human error is always part of it. Oh, definitely. All right. Well, that wraps up our, our NASCAR talk, and now we'll move into a good old fantasy racing. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> so in um in our personal fantasy league, there's been a big shakeup in the points. Um <laughs> so first I'll, I'll mention it. I picked Corey LaJoy and he let me down. I listened to the Dale Jr. download and I had big hopes for him. Steve Latard at the top of the pit box and he and the motor let me down. Well, we had um my dad Chuck who had Corey LaJoy last week. Chris Busher the week before decided he was gonna go with a little bit bigger name. He went with Austin Dillon who finished in 12th place, so solid 26 points. So good job there. And then um, my brother, Matt, who was in last place, stepped his game up and went with Christopher Bell, who got 20th, so 17 points. I know he had hoped for more, but that's that's his best he's done so far this year too. And then um, Zay, Josh, and myself all decided to go with Tyler Reddick. I know I did just based off the fact that historically he's done good there in the Xfinity series, and I felt that he was going to do good in the Cup series. And getting second place, even though it was taken away, made me even feel that much better. And then Justin White went with Corey LaJoy. He he had a good reasoning um, because it was crew chief, but unfortunately he blew an engine, so he finished 36th, which meant that we all had a chance to gain ground and surpass Justin in some cases. They did, and they did. So, yeah, so now um, in our league, first place is Zay. He has 105 points. Josh is in second with 101, only four points behind. I I got not let, I've got to not let him pick the same driver as me this week. I mean, eventually he won't. But um, And then I am in third with 96 points, so I'm only nine out. Justin White, you're, you're, still, you're still close, fourth place, 82 points. You're only 23 out, which can be made up in a race easy. Well, we've um, got to pick the lower-tier drivers eventually, so maybe... No, that's you know, what I'm trying to start with. My dad is 67 out, and then my brother, he is he only has 31 points, 74 points out, so he has a lot of work to do, especially <laughs> after he ran his mouth about how he's going to you know, beat everyone. As of, so. as of right now, I think he owes you 20 bucks <laughs> on that side bet. He does, but it's a long season, and I've learned one thing is you, you just can't... You can't get too excited early on. We got to see what happens. So Don't we're all going to have chickens for your ex hatch. Yeah, we're all going to have well, races where our guys, you know, get close to last. Because I was just excited to be in second place, but then I remembered I'm behind a 15 year old still. So <laughs> hey, 15 year olds are pretty smart, right? Hey, I beat I beat a lot of guys in fantasy football uh, a couple years well back when I was <laughs> 15 years old. I kicked every one of their tails. Of course, that's when Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne and all those guys had a big season. So, you know, sometimes you strike gold. Every blind squirrel finds a nut. See, now when you beat the younger kids is when I feel good. Like, ha-ha, you think you know all this technology and fantasy sports in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, but all right. So we got Las Vegas coming up this week. <clears throat> so, you know, as I look at the fantasy drivers, that could be good picks. <clears throat> you got your usuals, um, like Brad Keselowski does really good at Las Vegas. And we were just talking about how he needs to step his game up. So um, in the last six races, he's finished an average of 5.33 with his... All, all, all the Penske cars do say, well here. With his best friend, Joey Logano, also averaging about sixth place. Um, he's had two wins in the last six races there. Martin Truex Jr. is another good pick. Kyle Larson... Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, 
we, we talked about Kevin Harvick. He's n- never a bad pick. Since so, 2014, the Penske cars uh, of the two and the 22 have not finished lower than 10th. Yeah, you. So that's, that says something. You can't really go wrong with Brad Kozlowski, Joy Logano. So the our, only thing that concerns me is but last year when they weren't practicing, they ended up 13th and 14th. So we'll see what happens. I don't believe they're practicing right now either. They are not. Oh. So they got to remember that for your fantasy picks. Don't don't go based off just last year. I mean, you kind of need to look at last year's because that's when they weren't, you know, running practice to get better. So keep that in mind. Yep. Now let's see. For me, the dark horse potentially could be um Cole Custer. So he, his his average in the Cup Series isn't super exciting. It's around twentieth, but in Xfinity, he's done he's done pretty good there. Average finished about six point two five, and you know he's gaining experience in the Cup Series. I think he actually. Did all right in uh, Homestead, Miami. I actually saw him up there for a little bit. So he may be one where if you need to, you know, you don't want to use a big name, but you want to get a top 20, top 15, Cole Custer could be an option. So he's my my dark horse pick. I'm not saying I'm going to pick him. I haven't decided yet, but. Yes, we know. You have to go do six years worth of research in four days. We know. (laughs) Hey. So far, it's done all right for me, okay? Weirdly enough, that is correct. I have picked two drivers that are racing like one or two races this year, and they've done pretty good, and Reddick's turned out pretty good. So we shall um, we shall see what I end up getting. But Cole Custer, may, he may be my pick. I'll have to do some research and see what I'm thinking. I don't... I try to save some of the bigger names towards the end because in my head they're going to be racing harder when we're getting closer to the playoffs or in the playoffs. But doesn't mean I'm right. That's just my strategy. Technically, if you can get great points out of everyone now, then that's a good thing too. I'm getting ready to pick mine. I'm going to to reveal it for you right now. Oh, okay. We'll pull like uh, college game day. Is this your official pick? This is my official pick for the week. All right. I'll still ask you to send it to me. See if you can reverse it around. See if you can <laughs> see the number behind me. Oh, that's my favorite driver. <clears throat> that's that's who I'm going with this week. I'm Blaney. Did a, little, did a little bit of research. That's that's my driver this week. I'm gonna be cheering for you, your driver, because I'm not cheering against Blaney, even if you have him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I, Blaney's awesome. So that's gonna be my driver this week. He's he's averaged finished over the last few races here ever since he started racing NASCAR. And he's due for a good up. race too. Not that he was yeah. he he was just kind of average the last few races i feel like he's due for one so you know since um you know the race las vegas twice in 19 he was 22nd on the first race fifth and then he finished 11th and seventh last year um his teammates you know brad and joey always have good finishes here so i i don't see why they're not gonna not gonna actually give it give it a whirl and actually do halfway decent here so yep. i think i don't remember what he finished last year my um trying to nail it down here but he Last year was very it was interesting for Blaney and altogether he he had a really good season so I'm pretty sure he's gonna be he's gonna be a a pick now my dark horse pick you want to pick somebody on the lower tier side uh I'd have to go with um who was it that finished really really way back there like a couple of years like a couple of last couple of years well while you're looking at that um I'm thinking about the guy. He he's been racing real good in the last few races. He's led some of the lap. He led some at the uh, 
at the uh, gosh darn Daytona road course. course road course, and then he spun through the grass, and he's been doing pretty good so far this year. And I'm thinking about <clears throat> Kurt Busch. Plus, yeah. he won there last year in the playoffs. Yeah. He did. He did he did. I think when Ross Chastain's going to be your your dark horse pick, he's going to be. Really? Gonna, yeah, I think he's going to have some good good performance. So. Okay. And Josh is thinking Kurt Busch. Thinking. That's not my official pick. I know, I know. I, I got to cram two years of research in four days. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, yep. Well, we will. The the rest of us will unveil who our picks are next. Who we picked and how the results were the next podcast. I'm not scared to do it. I've already done my research. Or maybe we'll even do a quick live one one of these times and announce. But um, all right. But yeah. So there's there's our fantasy picks. So we wish everyone in their racing fantasy leagues, whatever way you're doing it, the best of luck. Yep. Play the sounder again. Play the sounder again. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and now it's time to talk a little bit i racing, a very expensive yes. endeavor. I need some money. Yep, it does cost say, a little if you bit. Wanna, if you want to play, you got to pay. Yep. So, um, so, so Justin's going to teach us a little bit about um, different monitor or VR potential setups and talk a little bit about your internet connection too because that's something we didn't necessarily cover that's super important. Yep, internet connection. So iRacing's minimum internet connection is actually quite low. I think it's like seven and a half up. I mean, seven and a half down. One and a half da- uh, up upload speeds. So you're talking about download speeds. Most people now, I mean, most providers nowadays are providing 100 meg internet at least. So um, you can act, technically I race on um, on a little air card, you know, Verizon air card if you wanted to. Um, the lat- really? latency, is, you know, which is the connection to the server, is not as as robust as a hardline connection. But um, whatever you do, don't. Don't race on wireless unless you absolutely have to. I've done it for a while. Um, you know, now that I'm streaming my races more often, it's not as easy to just, you know, do it over wireless. You have a lot of latency, which is connect, like I said, connection to the server issue. So um, just try to get the fastest internet you can. Sometimes faster is better. It's not always better. It's It just depends on your quality of internet. That's going to be your biggest thing. So, so here's my question uh, for you. So I have a wireless internet. The router yeah. is literally in the same room so i don't seem to have any kind of connection issues but you're, you're saying it's worth running an ethernet cable from the router to the computer router or modem i I've, i'm connected directly to my modem i bypass the router altogether so that way there's anything anything that you can cut down between your connection to the iRacing okay. server to your computer is the best way to go so i just cut the router so out if i have two um, ports that can leave the router go directly from the router to the computer. If I only have one, yep. obviously I'll have to go. I mean, from the modem to the computer, and obviously if I only have one, I can go from the router to the computer. Yep, exactly. Maybe, so, maybe I will. I mean, if you have to, you can run on. You can run wireless. I mean, I'm I'm not even thirty feet from my wireless box, but um, the upload speed is is extremely diminished. So uh, really, especially so, when okay. I stream. 
but for download, I'm still getting 200 meg on, on, on download speeds, but my upload speed's absolutely just horrendous. So, um, like I said, I just run a hardware. I got to actually get to get underneath the house and run it. What, but I haven't done it yet. My house, when I first bought it, it's a brand new house, did not have any ethernet in the air or any cable cabling runs in the house. So just had, um, power outlets. So, <laughs> um, oh, add on as we go, but anyways, yeah, internet. So now we're going to talk monitors. So. I'm assuming, I mean, I'm going to assume most people get into iRacing are going to use a laptop or are going to buy a desktop. Desktop, you know, you naturally get a monitor that goes with it. Um, you don't necessarily have to have the most uh, top brand uh, monitor. You know, um, I think monitors now go up to probably 210 refresh rate hertz on the refresh rate, which is kind of crazy. You know, they're crazy expensive. Um Basically, just buy a monitor that meets what your you know best what your graphics card puts out. So if your graphics card is putting out 144, you know, or 1440, which is um, 4K um, refresh rate, or um, 120 hertz refresh rate, 660 hertz would be the bare minimum I would buy for a monitor. Um, LED, LCD, LED is going to be a lot quicker on the response time. You want the lowest latency possible, so one millisecond or less would be ideal. I mean, you usually um, get for the sixty hertz ones a pretty good deal. Cause I got yep. mine was a Black Friday deal, but I got three Samsung monitors, and so they're not like the fanciest or anything, but they're like on sale, fifty percent off, ninety bucks piece. I raced on my good. sixty-five inch sixty hertz for years, so yep. I mean, you can do it. I mean, it's possible. It's not. Like I said you want to cut down your reaction time of what the monitor showing you to your eyes as much as humanly possible. So. You don't have to spend the most money on the monitor, but just don't go out and buy some cheap 18-inch um, <laughs> HP mom and pop off the Walmart shelf. You know, spend a little research, look it up. Um, of course, the next thing after that is, you know, we've got VR. VR is like, you know, virtual racing. I think there's too many bugs for VR. I'm personally not going to recommend it. I'm not even going to get into it because I don't recommend VR. VR is hot. Um, you got too many variables. If you're just getting an eye racing, start with a single monitor, grow it to three. I've got four on mine because um, you'll start adding more little widgets and background apps, things like that. They help you because when you're raced, you don't have a crew chief. You are the driver. You're the crew chief. You're the you know pit guy. You're everything. So the only thing you have help is with a, 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 a spotter app, which it's still not perfect. So you still got to use your brain to figure out the spotter apps telling you the truth. And the other, yep. the other thing with VR, I definitely, if you do want to go that route, try it somewhere first if you can. Just because some people actually get motion sick. Yep. And it, it sucked to spend all that money and then be like, oh, man, I can't do this. So I like the three-screen so, setup. Um, I know some people also like to do, don't they have those ultra-wide screens? Yep. The curved you ones? Like a 49-inch ultra-wide that just curves around if you want to, but that's, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you're going to be spending big money on that. So, yeah, and they look cool, you. but... I don't think they wrap around as well as if you do three monitors, you can make them wrap around you a little more. No, you can do three monitors. You can cut yeah. the bezels off of, you know, take the bezels off the monitor, hook them up where it's one jig, big giant screen. Um, it's easier to sync all three screens together. Um, but I mean, there's a little bit of setup. So, uh, but one single screen can do can do just as well as as three. So, yep. How's your eye racing been going? Uh, it was okay. Um, Last last night was an absolute atrocity of a of a finish, but um, you know I've been doing doing pretty pretty decent. Um, I think I finished 14th at the road course in my truck series, and I think I finished 16th or 17th in one of the Cup series. So, but now we're on to something better with Homestead, which you know, so I love Homestead. It's it's a slick track. Um, 
lot of especially that especially, higher groove. I like especially the, the restarts. Groove, so. You can get like five wide. Yep. So it's it's definitely interesting. So um I'm I'm having a blast. Like I said, check out Bearded, Bearded Kilt Racing if you guys want to tune in and watch from my perspective. Yeah. When I get the time I do and I'm like, what's Justin White up to? Oh no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, you'll see me go live at least four or five times a week right now. And when people type two. comments, do you see them? Yep, I've got it set up to where I can see the comments. Hopefully, I can. I usually respond. I think one time he I got distracted. Does he? Okay. Josh distracted me and ended up smacking the wall after I was having an atrocious <laughs> night. Jeez, oh, Pete's Josh. No. Uh, all right, well, that covers some eye racing, and that brings us to our um, closing remarks. <laughs> All right, so uh, Josh, we'll start with you. So this week in racing, what was your favorite part? Oh man, um, I just kind of like the way how during the beginning, early parts of the races, the cars just weren't handling. Then as soon as that sun went down and the temperatures got cooler, they just they just seemed to catch whatever they were looking for, and they were flying down that racetrack, man. I just like the way that comes together. You could be so bad for 90% of the race, but then all of a sudden just something changes and bam, you're in the top five. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy how that happened. And it didn't even involve like a 20-car pileup. Nope. That's that's a true NASCAR fan and, enjoyment right there is watching that. that and develop. also Michael McDonald's success so far. Three races, three top tens. You got to feel good for the guy. He loves Jesus. He loves America. I mean, for crying out loud, he he's sponsored by Love's Truck Stop. You know, yeah, he loves. <laughs> but love. Good old Michael McDowell. Want to go see his Daytona 500 Cup Car Winter Car? Go check out the Daytona 500 Museum, and his Cup Car will be on display until the beginning of the race next year. Yep. And then he's going to be like, yes, I got it for it back. a full year. <clears throat> so, Justin, what about you? What did you enjoy this week the most about racing? I'm I'm like Josh, of course. I'm just glad racing's back. But my biggest thing is the crowd. I think we should see more races transition from day to night. Um, um, I just like watching those those type of races, especially the the what I call the World 600 or the Coke 600. Um, I love watching those type of races where it's you know really hot during the day, tracks really slick, really slimy, greasy like. But as the as the night starts to fall in, you can really tell who's ta- who's tuned their cars in for the nighttime. And normally when it gets not, you know, not time, it track cools off, air gets cooler, cars create more horsepower, they gain more grip and, you know, they more speed. So, because right now they're not, they're not running as fast as they were, you know, five, six years ago. So. Yep. No, I agree. I, um, I enjoyed watching the track change and especially watching, um, Tyler Reddick move from the back all the way up to the front. <laughs> What I, I don't him. like about it is that giant fin on the back. It's like a, watching a whale. I, I think. I want to ask. I want to ask mm, you guys fin. a question. Because mm-hmm. next year they're going from the traditional like four or five lug nuts to just one lug nut on the center of the tire. Kind of like what F1 does. Oh, <laughs> that'll be interesting to see how that works. It, that is mostly a safety thing. Um, because they're tired of policing the five lug nuts. You know, years, mm-hmm. you know, think about five years ago, they used to have everybody, all, you know, every pit stall had a NASCAR official. And then they would make sure you've got five lug nuts on it before you left. They would look at it. If you missed one, you missed one, it happens. 
But then they started allowing teams to self-police themselves. Well, teams were starting to put three on there. Wheels were starting to fall off. So they started saying, well, if we catch you at the end of the race without five lug nuts on the car, tightened down, you're going to get fined. Crew chief's going to get fined. Car chief's going to be thrown out for the next race. It gets progressively worse and worse. So, And like last night, Kurt Busch was doing real well. Then all of a sudden he had that tire vibration because he had a loose lug nut on his left side or his right side front. Oh, next yeah, year, they're in, not yeah. going to... Next year, they're not going to have that issue because there's just one lug nut in the center of the tire. Yeah, kind of like what F1 does. They're pulling, uh, the, they're pulling from the IS, ISMA rule book, which is it's for safety. It's just, you know, one zip, it's on, done. And the least amount of people we sent over pit road wall, the least, the less chance of somebody getting hurt. You've seen that one tire carrier. I was going to say, speaking of that, smacked. that, yeah. Now, he, he got was, smacked with, go ahead. I was going to say, he was, luckily, he was fine because he went to the hospital and then he was there for the nascar race yep on danny hamlin's team but he he was carrying tires barely got i mean he barely got nicked with that tire and it literally threw him 15 20 feet so um it's just you know now you can take one guy one tire out they can change it come back around do the you know do the other side so you can essentially end up ridding one more person over you know the 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 wall at pit road you know what's gonna be the weirdest part you know when you're listening to pit stops, you hear doo, 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 doo. now you're just gonna hear. Doo, doo. <laughs> well, no, because you'll still hear you'll still hear it on both sides. It'll be doo, 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 doo. <laughs> done. But um, it, it'll be interesting, that's for sure. If it makes it safer, I'm all for it. I, I'm really not too picky about how many lug nuts are on the tire as long as the tire stays on. So, well, I mean, NASCAR is trying trying to grow with with. Viewership. I mean, the one time they were doing adjustable track bars, but they took that away. They found that that was kind of a, a lame duck idea, so they took it away. There's no more adjustable, adjustable track bars in the car anymore. No, they're they're doing a good job. And um, shout out again to Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer. I, I just love them in the booth. <laughs> what? Uh, Clint Boyer is really interesting. I like the pre-race stuff. He had the he had the Tampa Bay jersey on. He had the fake trophy and he threw it and broke it. We're doing like five, less than five minutes. <laughs> and then who was Clint Boyer was talking on the radio to one of the drivers too. Maybe it was, I think, oh, I mean, Chris Busher, um, before the sun went down, he, he had a really good car and Clint Boyer's like, man, I think I might be more excited than you are. And, and Chris Busher's like, no one gets as excited as you do or something like that. It was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, Clint Boyer, he, he's aw- He cracks me up. He's awesome. They, uh, I was surprised he hasn't thrown out any, uh, expletives yet. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he knows that he can't do that. So he's just having a good old time up there. But yeah, Fox has quite a good crew. I'm looking forward to NBC's coverage as well. But um, yeah, Clint Boyer in the booth is just awesome. I have a Days of Thunder skit if you guys haven't seen it. Oh, that was uh, fantastic with yeah. the cars. Good stuff. But and then yeah, as far as the other thing I really enjoyed this weekend were restarts. I <laughs> I love the restarts where everyone is because you know that's your best chance to pass, and we have, like, four or five wide, and it's like, holy crap. Like, if I was driving, I would take someone out. I just the talent that these drivers have is just crazy. You'll see the same thing in Las Vegas. So they won't go as wide, like, four wide, but it'll be at least two or three, three, at least three sometimes. So. Yeah, but five wide, it's just, it's just crazy. So a wide track. Yep. But all right. Well, that wraps up the uh, this week's show. So thank you for joining us here at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. Please like and follow our Facebook page at the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. You can reach us on the Twitter at 
GoFastPodcast and by email at GoFastRacingPodcast at Outlook.com. Um, also like our YouTube at the Wanna Go Fast Racing Podcast and subscribe. Please like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast app of your choice, like Apple, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, and more. We're still working, or I'm still working on getting us on all the platforms, but we're we're starting to get on all the big ones. So, And then please tell your friends and your family, your loved ones, and any other fellow race enthusiasts to check out the I Want to Go Fast Racing podcast. And remember, stay on the lead lap.